0: Hello, good morning, and welcome. It's Friday, the 6th of November, 2020, and we're back with episode 169. I say back, uh, sort of, anyway. I think that most of us are pretty buried neck deep in all this election drama unfolding here in the U.S., Uh, really in the entire world. I know that many of my team are based in the EU, some of whom have fully disconnected from the news because it's just far too stressful and distracting, so I know they are certainly not alone. Uh, anyway, where are we today? Let's see. Um, well, first things first, if you are a fan of this podcast, please don't forget to leave me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, do be sure to check us out at hogandco.com. That's H-O-A-G-A-N-D-C-O dot com. So today, episode 169, Hyundai and Aptiv do a thing, I make a mistake, and ghosts learn to drive. All this, right now. <music> All right, so to kick things off today, um, let's start with a bit of a refresher. Uh, I don't suppose you remember back, way back, uh, episode 116, let's see, this was September 24th of 2019, so just over a year ago, wow, time is flying, Uh, we had discussed that Aptiv and Hyundai had partnered up. Um, This was a pretty big deal, honestly, at the time, Not because it was out of line with with what we had seen with other companies. Certainly, again, you know, Ford and Argo and GM and Cruise. And, you know, we've we've been seeing a lot about this. We've talked about this sort of a thing a lot where big automotive companies are partnering up with smaller tech startups because um, they don't have the capacity or, frankly, the capability to develop full self-driving hardware software stacks. And conversely, the smaller tech startups don't have the capacity or capability to develop automotive platforms Really, the only exception to that rule seems to be, well, Tesla, obviously, and also Zooks was the other one, but they really were kind of having some difficulties. And ultimately, as you know, uh, as we discussed, they were ultimately gobbled up by Amazon, which, by the way, I think that's a great thing. It makes a lot of sense. I had somewhat foolishly suggested perhaps it would be Volkswagen who got them first, but yeah, in retrospect, it makes a lot of sense for Amazon to have done so. Not that I think that Volkswagen getting Zooks would have been a terrible idea, but but yeah, I think this Amazon thing is, is a much better fit, uh, at least for the moment, anyway. Um, but yeah, so then, anyway, so, so Aptiv and Hyundai partnered up as well. This was, again, back in September of last year, and um, it made a lot of sense, right? And the idea was that they were going to form some sort of a joint venture, and well, it turns out that the joint venture that they came up with was something called Motional, and uh, Motional, basically, they, they, ha- so, so they are an autonomous vehicle uh, technology company, Okay, just to use broad sweeping definitions here. Uh, and I'm saying this to sort of distinguish them for what they're up to now, which is that they are partnering up with a company called Via, which is decidedly not an autonomous vehicle company. So Via, frankly, it's a company we've never talked about because it was sort of beyond the, the scope of AV stuff uh, until now. Because Via is actually a startup based in Cupertino, if that name sounds familiar. If you're, not, if you're not from the San Francisco Bay Area, that is, of course, where Apple HQ is based. Uh, so Via is really, or at least has been until now, really nothing more than an on-demand transportation network. They basically have shuttle vans that you can kind of summon on your phone to get picked up, to get from A to B in certain kind of municipal areas. What makes them a bit unique is, I suppose, their partnerships with... Cities. So, for example, in Cupertino, their vans are co-branded both with the VIA logo as well as the City of Cupertino logo. They've done similar things elsewhere around the country. Now, however, Motional, this joint venture between Hyundai and Aptiv, Motional is partnering up with VIA. Now you can probably see where this is going, right? So the idea is that Via already has this, you know, this 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 van sharing program they've developed, which handles things like you know the booking, the routing, the uh, the vehicle selection process, passenger ID, this that the other, right? Motional though has got in, you know, again as as, as the joint venture has between Hyundai and Aptiv, they've got the AV vehicle technology that they've developed and so the idea is to effectively avify the the via vans um to be super clear if this sounds a lot like what waymo are doing um yeah it is it is effectively the same end result uh more or less anyway the difference the the practical difference is that there will still be a human backup driver in the driver's seat at least for now so to, to summarize uh what we're going to have is we've got hyundai and Aptive, they partnered up They created this joint venture called Motional. Motional now is partnering up with Via. Via, again, is just a minivan sharing service, which now wants to work with Motional to enable autonomous driving capability in these minivans, which will be backed up by human safety drivers. So this, I think, really is kind of like... This kind of epitomizes the nature, I think, of what's happening in the AV space. I mean, again automotive companies partner up with technology companies. And now we're seeing those partnerships partnering up with ride hailing companies. It makes a lot of sense. And incidentally, um, back in uh, sometime last year, I want to say around October, VIA actually did do a sort of demonstration with Pony AI, which is a Chinese autonomous vehicle company. Um, they did some testing in Irvine. So the So they've obviously wanted to kind of go down this path for quite some time. So to see them doing this now with Motional, with Hyundai Optive makes a lot of sense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So in the last episode, I made a mistake, sort of. Oscar Slotosh, whose name may sound familiar, he's the co-founder and co-CEO of Munich-based tool qualification company Validas. Uh, he was actually on the podcast back at episode 142, which you haven't listened to. Probably do. Um, So Oscar reached out to me yesterday after having listened to my last episode, and he very uh, politely pointed out that um, I may have missed a thing in the news. Not an altogether impossible thing to imagine. Um, He said to me uh, that uh, I just heard your last episode about Daimler and your speculations. You might have missed that story. They selected a premium partner. He is, of course, referring to the partnership as between Daimler Trucks and Waymo. Um, It turns out I did miss this. I did miss this story. So I've since pulled it up and I've had a read. And here's the thing. Uh, Indeed, uh, it does look like Daimler trucks. So to be clear, the trucking division of Daimler, um, yeah, they have partnered up with Waymo. The idea, I mean, literally reading from their press release, they've signed a broad global strategic partnership to deploy autonomous SAE level four technology. Their initial effort will combine Waymo's industry-leading automated driver technology with a unique version of Daimler's Freightliner Cascadia to enable autonomous driving. Okay, this is great stuff, and I had indeed missed it. Um, thing is, though, this actually makes my this actually makes the previous episode and my thoughts even more. Uh, thing is, though, this actually makes my thoughts from the last episode even more confused. Um, thing is, though, this makes everything that I said in the previous episode even more. Uh, bizarre, because so 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 basically, what's going on here is is that Daimler is saying we're going to continue to pursue AV efforts. Well, pursue not internally, but indeed by virtue of partnering up with, in this case, Waymo, but that they are simultaneously going to abandon such efforts, apparently, with their passenger vehicles. This is weird. Yeah, I'm actually kind of drawing a blank here. So so again, they're going to continue their efforts with commercial trucking. They're going to abandon it with passenger vehicles. I am going to think out loud here and just suggest a few ideas that come to mind. First, there is certainly an argument to be made that if you're going to start deploying any sort of autonomous vehicle technology on the roads, that perhaps better to start with perhaps better to start in the commercial space rather than the consumer space, right? Maybe start with commercial trucking rather than passenger vehicles. It sounds safer. It sounds like less of a potential liability until, of course, you consider an autonomous truck crashing. Um, There's at least a public perception that there's less at-risk with commercial applications rather than personal. And I suppose certainly from a sheer number of human lives involved, yeah, I think that's certainly true. That's a safe thing to say, I suppose. Um, I think the other issue could be, frankly, a design thing, right? So if you look at the technology on Waymo's Chrysler Pacifica minivans, well, they look sufficiently clean and elegant, frankly, for what they've deployed. But you still have these massive kits of lidar that kind of adorn the chassis of of the minivan, right? And again, it, it works in that application just fine, but let's be honest, this is not going to work on the next generation S class or even the C class. It just it's not a thing that your typical consumer is going to be okay seeing in its present form. We've talked about this stuff forever, which is that eventually, I mean this is obviously the interim state of LIDAR, these big spinning cans hanging off of cars like Shrek's ears. These are an interim state of the technology. Eventually, of course, he's going to be scaled down and everything's going to be solid state and they'll be effectively invisible. Speaking of invisible, uh, there was, of course, the Israeli company Inoviz, about whom I spoke probably a year and a half ago or so, um, which had partnered up with BMW. And BMW were supposed to be releasing to the world the first solid state LiDAR equipped passenger vehicle. And you 2021 3 series that was supposed to be coming out uh yeah actually now ish i suppose instead all bmw have done is grafted on some monstrous face to the front of all their cars for reasons nobody has any idea why um but yeah no word whatsoever about the solid state lidar that they were going to deploy thanks to their collaboration with innoviz um my point is i think that i think yeah actually, so first of all, to you know to Oscar, if you're listening, uh, a huge thank you for bringing this to my attention. Uh, I think what's happening is that indeed the the PR announcement by Mercedes to announce that they are abandoning AV for their passenger vehicles. I think this is just kind of like an empty claim. I don't think it has any real meaning to, behind it. Um, they kind of want to distance themselves from anything for the moment. They want to focus on commercial trucking, demonstrate that it works with Waymo. Then once the technology is around in the form of solid-state LiDAR that they can easily, seamlessly, invisibly integrate into their passenger vehicles, or they, they engage in a partnership with Waymo or somebody else to bring such technology to their passenger vehicles, this then is what they're going to do. So it's not an outright abandonment of AV for their passenger vehicles. It's a temporary pause. Um, and in the meantime they're going to showcase what they can do with you know in partnership with Waymo. I actually think this makes a lot of sense um yeah so I, but, but to be honest though I still stand kind of by what I've said though I do think that we are going to see a partnership of some kind which will bring level four technology to Mercedes passenger vehicles somewhere in the next one to three years. Uh, I think this is a foregone conclusion. Now, whether it'll be with Waymo or with somebody else, I have no idea, but we are going to see that. All right, well, to close things out for today, and indeed for the week, it turns out that ghosts are learning to drive cars. I am speaking, of course, I say of course, I have never heard of this company until now, uh, of a self-driving startup called, wait for it, Ghost. So this company, uh, so they're based in both Mountain View in Silicon Valley in California, and Sydney. And interestingly enough, they've actually been around since 2015, so I'm not really sure how I've never heard about them. Um, but I'm glad I've heard about them now. Basically, their goal is to enable Level 3 autonomous driving vehicles. If that sounds at all familiar, it's because you're probably familiar with Comma AI. Uh, Comma AI, of course, is the company which effectively retrofits existing vehicles, relatively recent vehicles, to to do self-driving. And that's basically what Ghost is doing. I mean, there's a few catches, obviously. It's got to be a relatively recent car since 2012. Um, Obviously, the hardware and software components need to be professionally installed. They cost apparently $3,500, and you've got to pay $100 a month to use the system. According to Ghost, you get things like real collision avoidance, superhuman reflexes, no oversight needed. What? Hold on a second. Of course, superhuman. It's, these are ghosts we're talking about. Funny. Uh, no oversights needed, no bugs, no glitches. Ha. Said no engineer ever. So let's look at what their actual technology suite is, though, right? So apparently they've got eight 13 megapixel cameras. They've got eight 120 degree HD wide angle lenses. They've got something called pixel binning for low-light sensitivity. And apparently the whole thing operates at 30 frames per second. Probably a good thing. Uh, The computer itself then gets installed into the trunk of the car, or if you're in Sydney, into the boot of the car. It's got a total of 40 CPU cores made up of five 8-core mobile chips. It's got five GPUs and 640 gigs of flash storage. It's also got a heads-up display so you can see what's what on your windshield. And their claim is that you can basically see the road better and react three times faster than a human driver. I mean, look, these are some really great claims. I uh, well, First of all, to anybody at Ghost listening to this podcast, feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat more with you about this. I mean, I, I guess the first concern that comes to mind is, frankly, the level three bit. I have said several times that I sort of agree that level three is a rather tricky state of autonomy. It's that bizarre state where the car can basically drive itself except that it can't and then it will suddenly alert you and snap you out of whatever disconnected mental state you're in and expect you to take over right away. That's why certain companies, I think Ford, for instance, have said they're going to skip level three entirely and just go straight to level four because level three is just too kind of, Neither here nor there. So that's a bit concerning. That said, I'm glad to see that there's a competitor to Comma, which admittedly I really need to be. I really, I should really dive in and do an episode just on Comma AI. I uh, don't know why I haven't yet. Uh, I should do. I will transparently admit, rather openly, that when I first heard about Comma, I kind of dismissed it as nothing more than a gimmick, but. I have learned quite a bit more about what they're up to, and I've seen numerous interviews with George Hotz, their founder, who is just bleeding brilliant, no question about it. Um, Some really great interviews with him and Lex Fridman, which you should definitely check out if you haven't yet. Um, So, look, I'm obviously intrigued by what ghosts are up to, and uh, I will certainly try to bring you more information about them as I learn about them. On that note, uh, that is a wrap for today and, indeed, this week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here on Tuesday. Bye-bye.